Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. Let's welcome um, our great brother, Meshach, to come up and minister to us this morning. So we're so excited and so blessed. He's going to be speaking today and next Sunday. So you'll want to make sure you come back for, for part two as we start part one. Here we go. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning. How many people are excited like me today in the house of the Lord? You know, every time when I'm in the house of the Lord, I just feel like, oh, God, thank you for the life. Thank you for this time. Every time I am very, very excited. I know you are too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'd like to thank you for this morning. We bless you for giving us this uh, chance and opportunity that we can hear from you. We pray, Lord, that uh, you be with us as we be going through your word. Speak to us, teach us as we grow in this walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, I would like to uh, extend my appreciation to Pastor Rick and Pastor Michael. Let's just give them a hand for considering. Yeah, I, I don't take it for granted that they could give me this chance I could speak before you guys. I, I, I really feel honored to stand before you. So thank you so much for giving me this uh, opportunity. Uh, this morning, I just thank God also for the praise team, the songs that they sang. You know, I think I can even say let's just go because they preached what I want to preach about the Holy Spirit. So all the songs I was just saying, oh yeah, thank you God. Look at the songs. I, was, I already felt the God's presence in us. So can you agree with me that we just live now and go home and <laughs> already being filled with the Holy Spirit? That's the title that I'm speaking with you guys this morning. Uh, I'll be sharing uh, about the being filled with the Holy Spirit. I know this topic, when I heard it for the first time when I just came to Christ, in fact, before I came to Christ, it was so weird to me. I don't know to you, but to me, it was a very, very weird thing. Because I grew up in the Presbyterian church, uh, and my parents, you know, really took care of us as kids. They didn't want us to go out and just hear, you know, strange teachings. Uh, this is part of the strange teachings by then. So it was really something very weird and when i came to christ it was one of the topics that i was really striving to study more and learn more and to hear more what god is speaking about being filled with the holy spirit but before i read the scripture let's just be reminded from what our pastor has on his heart the pastor of this church and i'm really glad that he wants us as a church to grow together so before I start sharing about my life experience with the Holy Spirit, I want us to remember that God has put a vision on the heart of our pastor, seeing us as a church to connect, uh, encounter, and uh, to grow together as a family. That's his vision. He wants us as the church to encounter, or oh, I started with the connect, yeah. Encounter, connect, and grow. 
why to encounter? We should encounter God because we cannot walk the life with Christ or with God without encountering him, you know, without being with him. And after encounter him, we should connect with others, you know, as a church together. Then we grow together as a family. For several weeks, he has been sharing on the series called The Voice. If you remember very well, I like taking notes, you know. I remember one of the speakers back in Marawi, he was saying, you know, uh, it is good to be taking notes sometimes because when you go back home, you go through and uh, read again what whosoever was preaching, you know. And he called those people that they were taking notes that they are noble people, they are clever people. Why? He said when Paul was preaching, you know, he called one of the people in a certain church saying, you are such a noble people. Because when they went back home, they were sitting down seeing, was it true what Paul was speaking? So from then, I started uh, taking down some notes. So uh, the scripture he brought to us were directing us to this title of the series that he has been sharing to us, Pastor Michael, hearing about God. Their voice, that is the title that he has been sharing. And I don't forget, I still remember Pastor Leek in one of the sermons, uh, the sermons that he preached, uh, if you can remember, I like his titles uh, about the spicy believer, you know? <laughs> he had a spicy believer. And one of the uh, points that he had on the spicy believers was, uh, a sub-point was, become sensitive to his voice become sensitive to his voice. Amen. As we are growing and walk with Christ, we need to be sensitive, you know, uh, to his voice. So all these messages are directing us to hear the voice. So as believers, as we do all that, as we are listening from God, as we hear the voice of God, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit if we want to achieve that. Amen. If we cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit, we will do our best. We will put our energy. We will have our effort, but we will not accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. So as believers, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time in our walk with God to hear his voice. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, sometimes people have presented it or taught it or say it that it comes together or complements with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you hear me uh, speaking uh, with these words interchangeably, don't freak out with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That, ah, what is another? You're bringing another teaching. No, no, no. That's the same thing that I'll be sharing with you. So as I said that this topic or this title, it was kind of like weird. Before I read the scriptures, let me share you a little bit, with you a little bit uh, about my life. As I said, I grew up as a Presbyterian. Uh, our parents were fearing God from the time we were young, raising us up. But one thing that they didn't want us to do is to go attend different strange teachings. You can agree with me as a parent. You cannot just let your kid go everywhere or just go grab any teaching from church. I'm telling you, they'll be sidetracked instead of grabbing or grasping what God wants your kids or your children to grow, they may miss because of the teachings 
that they are out there. And I really appreciate that. And if you don't do that as a parent, I think I can give you that dosage that you should start doing now. Don't let your kids just go anywhere. Take all the teachings. All right. Uh, the Bible says we should test the spirits. Not all the spirits come from God. So it is true to some of the teachings that they come uh, along this edge. But I am sharing with you today about this being filled with the Holy Spirit. As I grew up, our neighboring house, we had some people who met from different churches. And these people uh, had different belief backgrounds. And some grew up in Presbyterian, some Baptist, some were uh, Roman Catholic people, some were Pentecostal. So they came together. So when they came, uh, every time when they were meeting in this house, they were praying loud, you know, like speaking uh, loud, like, like praising God. They said, I did not understand it then when they said they're praising God. I said, this is a weird praising God. Everybody's shouting on top of his voice and say, you are praising God. So I could hear them speaking with other tongues like, Ribo, Shaka, Taraman, Lorobo, Zeketu. What's going on? You know, it's something freaking me out and you know I was like okay I'm sorry if is that a bad word you know uh, I said if I had a gun seriously I would just shoot this house and they go and find a place somewhere because this is really noise it was something very weird to me you know I said why can't they just kneel and ask God that God here I am listen to me I'm asking you to be with why should they pray so loud like that it was crazy you know uh, two years later, I came to Christ when I was 20 years. Then when I received Christ, I started studying the scriptures more, studying the, script, the scriptures more, and I was privileged to go to Bible school where I had a time to spend time with God, to pray more, and study the scripture more. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I came to the point that I repented. I said, God, forgive me. I didn't know what I was doing. Why? Because now I understood. Let me tell you, it is good sometimes uh, to be careful with the teachings. But sometimes I think we need to come to the point that we just need to open our hearts to God and let God speak to us and help us to understand things that he wants us to understand. Amen. Now, as I'm speaking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, to understand better about this topic, let us be reminded about the Trinity. We cannot speak about uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, excluding the Trinity, how God revealed himself to us. That is one of the point or the thing or the emphasis that God wanted us to understand. You remember very well that when God was speaking uh, to his people from the old times, he made sure that people should understand that even though we are talking about the Godhead, but still it's just one God. But he wanted people to understand who really God is. So just walk through with me. The first thing that we're going to see is about the disposition of God the Father disposition of God the Father. This uh, was the time when God 
was introducing himself to people by speaking with prophets and men of God then. Why did he do that? He wanted people to understand the part of the fatherhood, the God had part of God the Father. That way, when they learn and understand about all the three parts of the, uh, the other part of the Godhead, they should really grasp what really God wants them. So he spoke through the prophets, revealing himself as God the Father. I will really uh, go first, unless you give me okay that I should let you go two o'clock. <laughs> Number two, disposition of God the Son. This was the time that we see Christ being revealed to us. Now, one thing that we should understand is that in the disposition of God the Father, that does not mean that God the Holy Spirit and God the Son was not there. Amen. God the Son and the Holy Spirit, they were there. But it was the time of God the Father revealing himself to people or to man that they should understand. It would be crazy, even to you or me, if you start counting 10, 9. Who have ever gone to school and instead of starting counting 1, 2, 3, you study backwards? You would say, this is weird, right? But when you start from the beginning, you will understand. So God didn't want just to start revealing himself as God, the Holy Spirit, or the Son, but he wanted to start uh, from his Godhead, from God the Father, revealing himself through the prophets. So this time, you will still see the Holy Spirit. Even when he, we are not reading, if you read in the book of Genesis, when he was creating the world, he said even the Holy Spirit was hovering. You know, it was all of them. Let's create the world. He was trying to explain to man to understand. Do you know that we as people, we have a certain degree of understanding? We cannot understand everything what God wants uh, us to know. We understand in part. We learn in part. We know in part. Even the uh, first Corinthians, I mean, the book of Corinthians says that. So he revealed himself uh, to us by then through the prophets and secondly in the disposition of God the Son he came in the human form to reveal himself as God the Son. That way as we are following him as Christians we should really understand what Trinity is. So when we are talking about the Holy Spirit, you and me we should understand that this is one thing, not like separate, like, okay, this Holy Spirit is somebody who is coming to be like in Godhead. No, it is just one thing. Disposition of the Holy Spirit. That's where I'll take my time and where my title is. Uh, this is when God the Son, I mean, when God the Son was ascending to heaven, he told his disciples, not to do anything until they should receive and baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's now the disposition of the Holy Spirit. That's where I'm taking my time. This is the time that God wanted man to understand the Holy Spirit part. That way, when we walk with Christ, when we go with him, 
we should really understand why and how we are to walk with Christ. He will give us understanding. That's why Jesus Christ said, you should not go when he was talking to his apostles. Stay still, stand still, until you are clothed with the power, until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, Amen. then you shall go out and speak forth my word. Without that, stay still. Even if, maybe if Peter and his friends would say, ah, no, but he's taking time sending. Of course, it was just 10 days when he left, Jesus left, then the Holy Spirit. Uh, it was like, I can imagine, I'm not saying it's in the word, I'm just imagining. Even if they could feel like, ah, let's just go start speaking about this, I can feel it. They could not go until the promise that was spoken by Christ should be fulfilled. The word spirit in Greek uh, just means breath. I can't even pronounce the word. In the Bible school, I tried pneumatology, you know, pneuma. Pneuma is the Greek word of uh, spirit. If you follow the meaning in the scripture, you will see that it was even said by Christ himself in John 20, 22. Let's read that one. Uh, John 20 verse 22 and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them receive the holy spirit and if you are following me this was the time before the holy spirit came uh, during the day of pentecost so when they received christ when they knew christ he said you should receive the holy spirit so the definition of the spirit, if you read in other words, of course, it's in the form of wind, uh, power, you know, fire, as some of the manifestation when he comes. But uh, the meaning just simply means breath, receive the Holy Spirit. After Christ ascended, we first hear about the birth of the church on the day of Pentecost, which was known as Jewish festival, on the fifth day of the year. And this was the, uh, the time when Holy Spirit was being introduced, or the disposition now, or the time or the period of the Holy Spirit was introduced to mankind. Now, remember the same thing. During, can you pull up those uh, three dispositions? Uh, as I said, in the disposition of God the Father and God the Son, all of them in one were together. But the action was just to go to the Father that people should know. And during Jesus Christ, when he revealed himself to us as man, God himself, they wanted us to understand. But God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, they were still working. Yeah. But they wanted to, he wanted us to understand that it is the time of the Son. It is the time of Jesus Christ that people should look. Because Jesus was the main center or demonstration of our salvation. That all people should believe, but all this is in one uh, Godhead, which is uh, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you and me can be honest today, we can agree that the emphasis of teaching about the Holy Spirit in today's church is not the same as the teaching 
of the father and the son. That's where it is becoming a big deal now. You can agree with me. The way today's church, when I say today's church, I'm not just talking about Assemblies of God or Baptist or Methodist or Presbyterian where I grew up. No, I'm talking about the church as a whole. The emphasis of the Holy Spirit nowadays is looking like a weird thing. If somebody is speaking or emphasizing about the Holy Spirit, you say, no, 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 that's, that, that's something different. But let me tell you, this is just as the same God the Son, God the Father, yeah. and God the Holy Spirit being one. Yeah. If you stand and say something more or emphasizing more, about God the Father, you will not have issues. If I just speak emphasizing about God the Son, Jesus Christ, who doesn't know that? He brought salvation for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But if I just say, you need to be filled yeah. with the Holy Ghost, you say, come on, Mishik, you are not speaking the Bible. That's wow. something weird. Where is that coming from? Where is it? Let me tell you, as believers, this present time, we are the people who are to seek and pray and cry more for the Holy Spirit to fill us every day of our lives. There were weird things long time back, but right now you can agree with me that the devil is upon people, upon Christians trying to attack. And if we can say that, okay, we can do this, alone, I'm telling you, we can't make it. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every time. We need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to stand and say, God, here I am, fill me once more. Uh, what are you talking about? Feel me once more. Wow, already, wow, already filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. As soon as we make a decision to follow Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, win, is win with us. Receiving the Holy Spirit, it is something that happens once and for all. It is not something that you will receive the Holy Spirit today, you will receive another day. No, 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 no. As soon as you have made a decision to follow Christ, to say, Jesus, I receive you to be my personal savior. That moment, you have the Holy Spirit. It will stay with you until Christ comes. Amen. Thank you, but what we are talking about here, it's to be filled more. Okay, uh, I did not have this in mind. I just thought one day I was talking to somebody, this is your order, right? Okay, let me just give a simple illustration here. Oh, the good news, right? There's some of water here. Uh, do you see this bottle? I think I'll check it later. How's the cloud? Okay. Do you see water in here? Yes. Or maybe, maybe my eyes are not. Can you see the water in here? Looks like water. You see water in here? Completely. Full. Okay. This one is not full, right? No. But there's water. Is it empty? No. No. All right. Let me add more. You tell me what it is 
when this water comes in here? Huh? What is it happening here? Oh, it's overflowing. Oh, somebody said it should yes. overflow. Yes. Oh, no, we don't have money for the government. Overflow. All right. Keep going. Did we have water in here when I was adding this water? Yeah. What has happened after adding water? It has filled the bottle, right? That's what exactly God is expecting us to live our life for Christ. Yes. You did not hear me. Let me explain. Please be careful this, please. Thank you. Thank you. When we receive Jesus to be our personal Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit. But I'm not saying he's, he's half in us. No, no, no. He's not half. Like the way you saw the bottle was half. We receive the Holy Spirit. But as we walk with him, we need to be filled more and more and more and more to maintain having the power as we walk with Christ. Let me show you something. Who is to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Is it just the first church, all Christians, all believers, or what? The point is, the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit is intended for all who profess faith in Christ, having been born again and received in the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. Those people who have already received the Holy Spirit, they are the ones to be filled. You cannot say, I'm feeling or this body is being full if it was empty. First, you receive the Spirit of God when you make a decision. That's why when we were reading uh, earlier on, in the John 20, 22, he breathed unto them, and they received what? The Holy Spirit. Now, let's look. Come with me here. Not come in front here, but I mean as I read. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll start to, oh, no good, no good. <laughs> He instructed his disciples not to depart. Remember, I mentioned that from Jerusalem until they have received the Holy Spirit. Why do you think he asked them to stay still until they receive this power again? There was a purpose. Let's uh, read these two scriptures now. Let's start with Joel chapter 2, verse 28, 29. And we'll go to Acts 1, verse 2. And four. Joel two, verse twenty-eight, twenty-nine, and Acts one, two, four. But first, we read Joel. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Oh my goodness! Shall. Tell me, shall what? Why are you scared to pronounce that word? Prophesy. They, will, they shall prophesy. Okay. And it shall come to pass. Maybe you did not follow me. I want you to follow me. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see vision. 29. 
even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Who is speaking that? God himself. Amen. This was the time when he was presenting himself as God the Father, speaking in the Old Testament through prophets. He tells them about this time after the day, I mean, during the day of Pentecost and after. In the last days, I will pour my spirit unto everyone. To everyone who believes, I will do this. Okay? Acts 1 to 4. Acts 1 to 4. Until the day when he was taken up, after he was given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by man proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Uh, I'll just read a little quick uh, from the Bible here. Is it up there yet? Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit uh, gave them utterance. So this is talking about who is to be filled. These were the believers that they received the power. They already had the Holy Spirit, but God was feeding them that they should go out. The primary reason why we should be filled with the Holy Spirit is that people should come to repent us. Let me tell you, when we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not just that we should feel and understand that freedom in Christ or just the miracles and signs and wonders. Yes, they are. But the primary reason why people we are filled with the Holy Ghost is that we should take the word of God and to uttermost part of the world, that people should come to know Jesus Christ. That's why we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can read and find this uh, in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. What did he say? And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come unto you. Why? To be my witnesses in Judea, Jerusalem, and to all other parts of the world. So we are being filled with the Holy Spirit that we should go out preach the gospel. We should reach those people who are not yet reached. All believers gathered during the day of Pentecost received Christ. We read that in Acts 2 verse 4. After the day of Pentecost, they were again filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 4, verse 31. The same believers 
that they received Christ, they were filled again. Why should they be filled again? Why do they already received the Holy Spirit? Why should be they filled again? And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathering together, uh, they were gathered together, was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Amen. Do you remember Peter with Jesus talking, they had a conversation? Today, you're going to deny me, brother? Amen. You're going to deny me today? Answer me. What did Peter say? He said, no. What? No. I'm saying today you will deny me. How many times? And Peter said, no, I can't do that. I'll be with you. It's better than to die because of you. What happened? If it was a night, I would say while I was sleeping, he forgot. But he said it was the same day. In the sunset, when all that things happened, what happened? I saw you. You were with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I saw you. With me? <laughs> How many times? But are you following if you can... I don't have that time. If you start reading from verse 1, the book of Acts chapter 4, you will see this man Peter. Oh, leaders of the synagogue. Let me know if it is right to reason from man or reason from God. Yeah. It was the same Peter who denied Christ. Why? Because he has been filled with the Holy Ghost. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, People will say that you are, you, you are weird. People, they will not understand you. I don't have time to read all the scriptures I have. I have many scriptures. But if you start reading from verse 12, when they met during that day of Pentecost, they said they were praying together. They were together in the upper room. And when the Holy Ghost came, they started to speak with other tongues. People from different places that they did not even know their language, they heard them speaking this. And they said, what is going on? They did not understand. And Peter stood up because he has been filled with the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know these people are not drunk as you think they are. But they are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to seek, we need to expect and cry to God that, fill me once more, God. Somebody was giving a testimony. Jay was sharing to me, but I had uh, on the YouTube that uh, dear Modi, somebody was giving a testimony about him speaking about not being filled with the Holy Spirit, but later he was. God is faithful. And he wants to fill us once more. Every time, he wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What happens when you are filled with the Holy Spirit? People will notice. 
that she or he walks with Christ when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. People will understand that he or she is following someone because you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me wrap up uh, by going to number two. I already uh, said great desire and power to witness about Christ. Mark 16, 15, uh, 17. Let's read that one real quick. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized with, uh, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. That's the end of the verse? Yeah, go to the next one. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Those people who will believe, let me tell you, God is expecting to use us when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Not unbelievers. He wants us believers to go out and speak the word of God. He wants you to go pray for the sick. He wants you to do all those signs, signs and wonders. He wants you to perform all of those because you believe in Christ Jesus. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every time. And if you can see, he was speaking to the people who are already in Christ. And he said, everyone who shall believe, not only to the apostles. Some people have said that this baptism or infilling was just for the apostles. It was for us to go out and speak the gospel. As I finish, I want to mention this one thing. When we come before God, we need to surrender ourselves. We need to surrender ourselves. We need to submit ourselves. We need to expect from God. I will continue point number three and the rest what I have next week. I want you to know and understand that God is faithful. And when he's feeding us, he has got a purpose that we should accomplish in this earth. He wants us. He has given us an assignment. Next week I will share more uh, about the results of being filled with the Holy Spirit and also about uh, what happens when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When we trust God and believe in him, we need to cry out to him, God, here I am, touch me. Remember what Moses did. He said, Lord, if your praises will not go with us, we will not go. Amen. Meaning surrendering himself to God, trusting God, that in my leadership, if your presence, God will not be with me, I will not go. Amen. 
I need you, God. We need to surrender ourselves to him. That God, here I am. God has prepared great and mighty things in your lives that you need to accomplish. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we shall receive power and God will use us to his own glory. This is not for us. When you proclaim about Christ, when you speak about Christ, it's not about you, it's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. One thing that God hated, in many scriptures we have read and we know that he says, don't be like those Pharisees who go out and speak with a motive or a reason that people should recognize them. We should not preach that people should recognize us. No. We should not use the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has given us that people should get attention on us. No. We need to stand and say, God, use me as you want me to. Lead me to do what you want me to. Paul said, one thing I shall do, I shall stand for Christ. All what I do is not about me, but about Christ. Whenever you are doing anything to do with God, do it to the glory of God. God will never share his glory with man. Yes, when you go out there, you see weird things. I'm not saying no. You will see people presenting teachings which are weird and you you finally conclude that everybody is weird. No. The fact that we have false prophets today, it doesn't mean that we don't have true prophets. God has got his people. He's looking for you, the one who seems to be faithful. Say, God, here I am. And he wants to use you in the mighty way that all nations should hear the truth. It's not about you. It's about Christ. Amen. When you read Acts, chapter number 10, 21, I don't have with me in my notes, but I remember 10, 21. I don't, I don't have even in my notes there. If I do have, would you just put that 21, 10 or 10, 21? Paul was going back to Jerusalem. And a prophet rose, and this is the New Testament. The gift of the Holy Spirit, or we have gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some of them, they are prophesy, word of knowledge, and all that. So this was one of the prophet, prophet Agabus. Uh, it should be Acts chapter, chapter 10, verse 21. Did you go to 21? Can you go to 21? No, okay. That's 21 verse 10, sorry. 21 verse 10. I'm concluding, so be with me. Paul was going to Jerusalem. I'm finishing, don't worry. Was going to Jerusalem. Am, am I wrong or... Okay, let me just read the Bible. I have the Bible here. That's why we have Bibles that we should read. Anyone who should have a business. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. 
already. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Yes. Acts chapter uh, 21, verse 10. I'm so sorry. Yes. The, preach, the preachers is saying sorry. Already. Oh, you are there now? Oh, my goodness. Already. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Now, listen. I'm wrapping up. This was the time that Paul was going to Jerusalem. And this prophet is standing. And he's doing the farewell. Paul was doing kind of like a farewell, saying bye to the church in Ephesus. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming to us, he took uh, Paul's belt. May you study, my brother? So I'm a teacher, I like illustrations. So you bear with me. Okay. And coming to us, he took, <laughs> Paul, he took Paul's belt. So he came and up. I'm not tying. No, 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 no. I'm not tying. <laughs> so he takes, he comes, Agabus prophet comes to the west of Paul and he takes out the belt. I'm not taking out, don't worry. Right. He takes out the belt from the west of Paul and what is he saying? And bound his own feet and hands and say, so taking this Paul, I mean Paul's belt, and Prophet Agabus had to bound his hands and legs together. So you can imagine the belt, if, I don't know how long it was uh, to do that, but he had to tie there and bound even the legs. Listen what he's saying. Uh, and he said, that says the Holy Spirit. This is how, so you should look at Jay as Paul, uh, and he is tied. Now Agabus has been wrapped up with this belt. That says the Holy Spirit. This is how the Jews and Jerusalem, at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt. Whose belt is this one? Paul. And deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Keep going. When we heard this, now the congregation, the church, when they heard this, and people, when we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. So they started pleading with him, don't go to Jerusalem, don't go to Jerusalem. Go ahead. Then Paul answered. Uh, Paul answered. What are you doing weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be in prison, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's give him a hand. Thank you, brother. <clears throat> Paul filled with the Holy Spirit. He's not even afraid. Let me tell you. If it was the time that Paul did not have the Holy Spirit, he would be scared as Peter. But because he was clothed with the power, he stands and says, 
Ladies and gentlemen, don't break my heart. Don't weep and cry because of me. I am ready not only to be bound and be beaten, but even to die for the sake of Jesus Christ. All what we should do, we should do because we are filled for the sake of the Lord Jesus. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, fear will not be a thing to you. You shall stand still. You shall say, here I am, God. I am ready for you. God is looking for the people who can stand today. Say, God, I believe in you, and I'm standing. Use me. Fill me once more. Let's all stand. I want us to sing this song. It will be on the screen. This is God's word. It should be in us. Rooted in us. We should think through as we walk with him. As we praise him. This is the word of God. We bless your God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless your name. Bless your Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Give us strength, Lord. Mm-hmm. Bless you, Jesus. Yes, O Lord. We bless you, Lord. Yes, O God. We love you, Jesus. Yes, O Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We bless your God. We give you glory. Yes, O Lord. Yes, O Lord. Yes, we bless you, Jesus. Yes, O Lord. Yes, your ancient words. Bless your God. Holy words, present over all in this world. Be sound with God's heart. Let the ancient words in Bless the Lord. Ancient words, ever true, changing me and changing you. With open hearts, let the ancient words become. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. You have come with open hearts, let the ancient words become. 
Yes, Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, this is the word of God, that we should seek him to fill us more and more. He's not happy to see people perishing. He needs people who can stand in boldness and say, here I am, fill me, O oh God. Here I am, I surrender myself to you. He said, Moses was humble than any man because he surrendered his life and said, God, I just want you. This time before I pray, I want you to know and understand that God is expecting you to open your mind. Don't be in the box that you can resist to receive his power, but say, here I am. If I can ask each one of you, you can testify and tell me that there's one point in time in your life that you felt the power touching you. And he wants that power and that fire to keep burning for his own glory. Don't give up. Keep asking him. Keep seeking him until he fills you once more. Before I ask Pastor Rick to pray, you might not be saved. Being filled with the Holy Spirit if to, is to those people who have been born again already. Amen. I want to invite you. I'm not asking you to close your eyes. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Salvation is for you and your God. You just need to say, here I am, save me. When you say, save me, he will fill you. He will walk with you. Is there anyone here who has never ever made a decision for Christ who wants to be a born-again Christian? Just raise your hand. Don't be scared or be shy or what. It's for you and your God to say, here I am. Thank you. We all received Jesus Christ. We want to pray. I know some of you, like me, the way I was, to raise hands, it was not allowed and it's not allowed. To those who can, I want you to raise hands with me as Pastor Rick will be praying for us. We want to pray that God fill me once more. Ancient words. Please, God, impart your life in us, your words in us. If you can raise your hands, go ahead, feel free to do that. And Pastor Rick is going to pray for us and close up with him. Lord, we lift our hands to you this morning as a sign of surrender. We surrender ourselves to you this morning. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would move in us, would work in us. I just want to encourage everybody here this morning, if there's anything in your heart or in your mind that you're just, you're just resisting the Lord, the love of God, and you're resisting just really surrendering your life to him, he's waiting for you. Maybe you've heard this many, many times, and maybe you don't even really know if you believe it, but I promise you, he is waiting for you. Like Meshach was saying, it's his will that none would perish. 
and he's waiting for you. So Lord, we lift our hands this morning and we tell you that we surrender our lives to you. We ask that your Holy Spirit continue to dwell in us, to fill us up. Help us to do the things that you've called us to do, that we know that through your miraculous grace and power is the only way it's going to happen. But we submit those things to you. We submit our lives to you, Father. And we thank you for your word and for your word that's come through our brother Meshach this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.